Welcome everybody, and we've got Joe Mazer with us today with Michelin. And you guys obviously know Michelin because they've been famous in pop culture from the Ghostbusters to a lot of other things. Right. <laughs> well, actually, that was a Pillsbury Doughboy, but we have the oh, Michelin Man that looks like the Pillsbury hey, Doughboy. Hey, hey, yeah. Aren't they cousins? I think. <laughs> I think so. I think and so. That was Michelin. Yeah. <laughs> Goes to show how long ago I watched it. But that—that's funny. That the takeaway that I got from that movie is that it's Michelin. <laughs> we know. We yeah. Uh, we we we've heard you guys that before. Get a lot? Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> that's good. That's free publicity. <laughs> absolutely. 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 And that's—I guess that's positive publicity because although he was kind of. I don't know if he was a bad guy or not. You know, the Michelin Man is an iconic brand for us. So anyway, he's recognized. And the fact that they even, <laughs> you know, put him in, that they recognize, it looks like yeah, the Michelin Man. So totally they will take it. And he was cool. He was a cool, yeah. big guy. That's so right. That's cool. How did that even come up, the Michelin Man? Because it's such an iconic character. So actually, um, the Michelin brothers uh, that started the company in the late 1800s actually started making bike tires. Been around for a while. Been around for a while. And then uh, they they actually were stacking these tires up. And before they put carbon black in tires, um, it kind of looked like a man. So they called it the Michelin man. No so that's why you see the the the, uh, the little the rings, the rings. Yeah. Oh, man. That yeah. makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. And it's super cool looking. Absolutely. It's very cool. Absolutely. And has, so that's been the same icon or character since the 1800s. It's, it's kind of evolved. He got a little slimmer, you know, and the <laughs> fitness and stuff. But uh, yeah, no, he, it's they on were a keto diet, right? <laughs> absolutely. No, they, they were very uh, marketing savvy. So they, they took the Michelin man. They also, um, you know, back in the day when they were trying to encourage people to use tires, um, they uh, they made maps and guides and they also made restaurants. They rated restaurants, so they have the really? Michelin guides and, and the Michelin restaurants. That's it all the same came from company. that, yeah, no to way. try to encourage people to use the tires. So it's 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 an experience side of the business, but it's part of Michelin. So. Wow, that's insane! Because I've always heard Michelin rated a restaurant, and I thought it was completely different. I didn't realize it had the same roots. I guess absolutely. That's absolutely. very very cool. Yeah. Uh, man, that's very cool story. Yeah. And you were saying um, they were trying to get people to buy tires. What was the reason that people were not buying them? Well, back then, this was the early 1900s. So, okay. I mean, there wasn't a lot of cars. So, okay, first of <laughs> all, they were trying to encourage people to use their vehicles, and 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 you know, and so basically, they a lot of the uh, roads and maps for France uh, are, were a French company. Okay, started with Michelin, and and it's just expanded on from there. So, okay, yeah. And then were there? I know um, during war war times, Absolutely. there were challenges with rubber, right? Yeah. Getting rubber and using it. So, did that? become a challenge that Michelin had to also overcome? Absolutely. I mean, especially, I mean, it's World War II. They, they you know, they're right there yeah. in the thick of it in Europe. So uh, th th those are all challenges that we always have to overcome. Yeah, so. have to be. Yeah. And I've heard, I mean, I'm like asking you history on some stuff. You're like, hey, no, yeah. <laughs> take it easy. But I know right now um, they're saying like the rubber supply and other things is, is becoming a lot more difficult to get. So does that, is that like one of the main challenges for Michelin or what what's some of the challenges that Michelin has on the radar and that they're trying to overcome, I guess. Well, I mean, the raw material challenge, especially in Europe, I mean, we, we're a European based company okay. and with the war that's going on, that, that caused some challenges. That's a good point, um, yeah. So they, but you know, we're a global company and so we have global resources and we're very uh, uh, innovation. So, I mean, we, we kind of overcome and there's always a challenge. There's yeah. always a challenge. So uh, we've been around for over a hundred years, so we've, we've had to get through a few of them. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. And I guess the transition, from it used to be, I mean, you used to see tire shops. I don't know if on every block, but it, in cities, it was very common to see them all over. You, right. you wouldn't have an issue. Um, and a lot of the transition has moved 
globally, like not just for tires, but any business is more digital now. People go online, they search it, they buy it. Has that been uh, a good thing, especially since it's a European-based company and they do have a strong presence in the U.S.? Has the digital environment made it easier or tougher for a Michelin? It, it's actually made it easier for the consumer, I think. Um, you know, we we don't own our distribution in North America. and We oh, go through our partners. Um, okay. But, you know, as that, but, you know, tires is, you know, an expensive purchase. And like anything, you're going to go online and, and most uh, consumers do check online. But, we, you know, we enable, um, if they come to our site, we have like what we call a buy now button, which will send it to our partners that we, you know, that we like, uh, yeah. that, that can help them and, and sell the tires. But the good thing about tires is you have to get them installed. And, and unless you have your own little local shop or that uh, equipment, you're going to go to to the retailer um, to have them installed. So usually they shop online and either, you know, they can purchase online or they can go to the retailer knowing what they've, you know, looked at online and, and take it there. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. And then with your... Your involvement with Michelin more so, is it managing the different relationships with the distributors or what's your focus? So I, my current role, I'm, I'm the director of consumer care for North America. Okay. However, my background is actually in sales and, and marketing prior to this position. And I actually joined SOCAP a couple of years ago because I had no idea about what I'm doing now. <laughs> and, and I needed the basis from uh, really to listen to other brands yeah. and learn. So I, I've used it as kind of a calibration learning um, and to understand what other people are doing. So. I, and I like how you said, I came from sales and now I'm, I'm doing consumer support or yeah. Uh, yeah. consumer affairs. Yeah. Um, a lot of times the agents are the ones who are fulfilling orders or correcting orders. They're like, man, these sales guys have no idea what we have to put up with because they're yeah. just sending everything our way. So you coming from sales, you're like, oh, okay, now I have a better understanding on like how to bridge that gap and fix well, it. Yeah, especially in our company, you know, there was the, the uh, you know, sales and then there was, oh, it's about the consumer, it's about the dealer, you know, our partners. Yeah. And so actually it was very good for me to come from that because it's kind of like, hey, we have to work together. Like mm -hmm. it's about both of us and, and it is about the consumer, but we work through our dealers. And uh, so it, 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 you know, internally it's, you know, it, my moving into that position helped bridge a lot of that. So that makes sense. Yeah. And is the main focus for Michelin these days is more like brand awareness or a larger distribution network or what's kind of the focus? So our brand awareness is very good. I mean, the fact that yeah. you thought the Pillsbury <laughs> yeah. Dillboy was Michelin. Man. I see anything People white. know Michelin, yeah. yeah I see so. anything white and, and powerful, and I'm like, ah, it's got to be Michelin. <laughs> yeah, but, it, it, you know, it's innovation and, and in different ways. Um, we, You know, we talked about maps and guides and, and restaurants. that We're going and, you know, that's experiences part. Um, we're kind of with tires, around tires, and beyond tires. So we're looking at other uh, avenues um, that we can use kind of the, the basis uh, and innovation that we have with the company to expand. Okay. And then with yours, you're focusing a lot on, on the end consumer and making yes. sure that not only did they get what they were looking for, but they're happy with what they have as well, right? Absolutely. We want the, the consumer experience to be the best that it can be. Mm -hmm. But we also want to learn from the consumers um, because, you know, they're telling us things and a lot of different interactions that we can transmit to our marketing teams, to our sales teams, uh, to leadership but with the voice of the consumer. So that's another big emphasis that we're trying to do in consumer care. That makes sense. And what's one of the biggest challenges that you've encountered in supporting or overseeing consumer care? For me, I, I had to learn a lot. I, I have very experienced people and they were very good. So they, they, were, they were patient with me. So it was just learning the understanding the, the consumer side of the business. Um, and then, you know, there's always new technology and, you know, you want to do that, but like it, it takes time, you know, you have mm -hmm. to build it up and, uh, 
Um, we've come off a, a long way, but uh, we still have ways to go. So yeah. Well, I think any yeah. I love I love that you have that in your mindset as well because any company who gets overly complacent lots of times, it's is not a good indicator. So Absolutely. To Absolutely. see that you guys have a good uh, presence, but also you want to keep moving forward. Yes. Yes. And then, what would you uh, say would be the growth objective, or, or the so you have customer service is a big point and sales is a big point. So how do you you is there has there been issues? I guess I'm trying to think how to say it. But are there ever issues where sales and customer service conflict instead of flow smoothly? Uh, all the time. All the, all the time. time. <laughs> and how do no. you guys deal with that? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it's a, some of it is the understanding and, and communication. I mean, it's communication. That, uh, so they, they, they may have things in mind, but, uh, you know, it's it's they need to understand the consumer and we need to understand where they're coming from. So yeah. it's, it's really just trying to work through that. So so I love a lot of the thoughts you share. Yeah. So part of it is about trusting the team that you, yes. you work with and then understanding the consumers and, and working with them to highlight their there's challenges to make sure that they feel happy. So really right. listening, listening to everybody. Right, right, right. Right. Well, awesome. Well, Joe, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts yeah. and the insights on Michelin. We appreciate that so much. And thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. I appreciate it. You got it. Thank you.